Welcome to the Exit Velocity Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Brent, as always, I'm here with Jordan. How are we doing this evening? Fantastic. How are you? Good. Just popped a beer, ready to roll and talk baseball. <laughs> ah, life is good. Life is good. Yeah, especially after that beautiful Vikings victory today. Cool. That, uh, it was the Broncos. Okay. <laughs> down 20 at half, came back. First team at the last 99 teams to come back down 20 at halftime. I'm happy. Yep. Too bad they won. <laughs> yeah, you guys had a buy, so that's nice for you. So you don't have to worry about getting dropped in the standings. Oh, yeah. Just I just keep this rolling, okay? Base trip <laughs> baseball. <laughs> I will. All right. So we got a jam-packed show actually today, even though the season's been over for a, at least a month already. We got a lot going on, a lot of managers moving around. The Astros, the M- the MVP winners, Cy Young winners, all of them were announced. But first thing I want to get started with, did the Astros steal signs in 2017? 2017, 2019, who knows when they started and when they stopped. But I did see a clip today uh, in the dugout of the Houston Astros where mm-hmm. there's a table with a chair and a laptop and a cord just chilling in broad daylight in the dugout. What the what in the there world? Is, there is suspicion that that um, was utilized for sign stealing. Yeah, I know the clips I've seen on Twitter, they have to where they're banging on the dugout. So like uh, change up, smashing the wall three times, slider twice. I don't know. Have you come across those yet? Yeah, I've seen those plenty of times. Um, the new ones that were leaked, though, uh, have have the table with the laptop and a cord and a chair. So that's the only thing that I've seen. But then again, I I guess I didn't really look into um, when that those were posted or where those what year those videos were from. But uh, if they've been cheating in 2017, what are they doing in 2019? What were they doing in 2019 as well? So who knows? Yeah, I know we were talking before the show too. I think this is a conf- confirmation for Garrett Cole leaving town. I don't think he's going to want to stay to deal with all that mess. No, and there's no need for it. I I mean, he got his ring once. He, I mean, he's good, right? Yeah. You think they should be punished? I don't know what the punishment is or what. I guess it all comes down to like evidence and uh, confirmation. You can't just, I mean, I don't know. what's What confirmation do they have right now? Yeah, it's true. I suppose they just got evidence, but I don't mean I don't know what they're going to do with that. Uh, I'm sure AJ Hinch, if something else comes out, he'll be suspended for a while. For sure. Thank Mike Fires. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mike Fires had what? I think he had 12 consecutive quality starts past season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 20 overall, 12 consecutive. I mean, he had a pretty decent year with the uh, Oakland A's. Mm-hmm. What uh, I saw also, I think it was on Twitter, was that there was a, an interview with A.J. Hinch, and um, he had mentioned in the interview that if you have evidence, bring your name to light. And I don't know if that triggered fires, but uh, I'm sure he's eating his words now. Yeah. So. Yeah, I agree. 
All right. So one thing that will, I believe, impacts fantasy players are the managers that move around in the league. And we got a bunch of them. Gabe Kapler to the Giants. That's one that I think it ain't going to really help anybody. It ain't going to really hurt anybody in the Giants rotation or their lineup. What do you think? Yeah, I I mean, as far as I've never I mean, the Giants offense hasn't been potent since the Barry Bonds days. Mm hmm. Um, but they also have won in the early 2000s solely due to pitching, I believe. Um, yeah. But it all, I don't know. I don't really – I mean, obviously Kapler didn't, wasn't all that impactful in Philly, so I don't know what he's going to do in San Fran. Yeah, we shall see. Um, I'm sure Mad Bum's gone. Will Smith already signed with the Balt, or with the Atlanta Braves. So, yeah, two of the bigger pitchers are already gone. Yep. Yeah, uh, two guys, the next two guys – I think boost both rotation and lineup. David Ross with the Cubs and Joe Madden with the Angels. I think with David Ross with the Cubs, I think Anthony Rizzo is going to put better numbers up. I think Chris Bryant's going to put better numbers up if he stays. Uh, just because David Ross was a catcher, he's been at the plate. He knows what he's doing. Uh, what do you think? I just know that they had a great connection and relationship when they won the World Series in 2016. I can't really speculate on how well he's going to impact that team as far as a manager since he was already with the organization as a catcher. But I know that he was loved within that organization, and I'm happy to see him as the Cubs manager. I actually also was hoping he was going to be the uh, Twins manager when we were looking for one this previous offseason. But I am totally okay with Rocco Baldelli and how he won manager of the year for the AL. Yes, sir. Yeah, I remember you talking. Didn't David Ross get an interview with the Twins? I don't believe so, but oh, I, he didn't. He was my favorite to do so, so. Yeah, it's always good to have the former players as managers. I feel like they just the teams are more energetic. They do better for sure. Yeah, Joe and Joe Madden with the Angels. Uh, there's a lot of people saying Garrett Cole is going to go to the Angels. I believe he's going to go there as well. I think that's a good landing spot for him. Mike Trout will be happy. And I think Joe Mann will put them all together, and I think the Angels will make the playoffs in 2020. Yeah, I think there's going to be some offensive additions that also need to be had, but uh, their pitching rotation is not just going to be fixed with one ace, even though I think that Garrett Cole is basically two average aces in, or two average starters in one. Mm-hmm. I think that's how much – or I wouldn't say average. I would say two above-average pitchers equate to one Garrett elite Garrett Cole but um yeah I still think they need they have some work to do but I think I like what the future holds with the Angels now and I think that this was the right move to help Mike Trout win yeah do you think Joe Adele comes through spring training as their starting right or left fielder I eh, I don't know I I know you like Joe you like Mr. Joe yeah I just don't know how quick Things, I mean, because obviously they're going to prolong that be, due to uh, service time. Just like yeah, Jimenez, like all those cases, right? Um, yeah. So I don't really know if it's not going to be immediate unless he just is that impactful in spring training and uh, they lock him in. I mean, if he signs a contract, they can call him up. Yeah, yep. But uh, I guess we have to see there. Yeah, we shall see. Uh, another guy... 
that got moved or got a job. Carlos Beltran with the Mets. Uh, there's speculation Starling Marte might get traded to the Mets. Uh, one that I thought a manager managerial move that was interesting, Mike Matheny to the Royals. So he just drove, got on, I think it's I-70 and went straight to Kansas City because he got fired from St. Louis. And then Joe Girardi with the Phillies. That one's pretty interesting. Do you think that helps or hurts them? I think Joe Girardi was uh, over. I think that him being a, new, a manager again is a bit overdue. Um, appreciated him as an MLB analyst for MLB Network, but mm-hmm. it, it was just in due time that he would get another job again. And I like to see that he gets a team like the Phillies, who's already basically ready to win, just a matter of how and when. But I think they have key components, uh, both offensively and defensively, to be successful now. So I think he can uh, definitely contribute to that success there. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think Bryce Harper will have a nice year next year. Big question, Reese Hoskins. We'll talk about him later in the show as we are going to cover first base today in the fantasy world. Last but not least, Jace Tingler with the Padres. Don't know much about the guy. I feel like the Padres are kind of just fooling around right now. I don't not know what's going on there. Yeah, who knows? I guess we'll have to wait and see. But I saw those jerseys. I don't know if I mentioned this in the last show, but I liked the new threads. They were brown, but I also don't know if those were official because they were Nike. And I thought that Under Armour was now uh, taking over the uniforms for MLB. Can you confirm or deny? Do you know anything about that? I know. I don't think they're going to be every day. I think that's like alternative like the Twins have with their red jerseys. Okay, because I just know that they were Nike, and I didn't know that the MLB went that route. I oh, know, I got gotcha. Majestic, that contract has contract has ended, and I swear I I, I thought that um, Under Armour was taking over in 2020. Oh yeah, I, I haven't read or heard anything about that. But that's interesting. That was a nerdy little thing that I felt like I just kept somewhere locked in. I don't know. That was like a. I'll have to look that up right now. Yeah, yeah. Look that up, and then uh, we'll figure that out. Because that, yeah, that's interesting. Because yeah, you're right. Majestic has always been. The MLB jersey uh, sponsor. Yeah. So carrying on. Anyways. All right. So, yeah, the award winners came out this past week. Uh, The one I thought was interesting, the NL MVP, Cody Bellinger. I thought for sure Ronald Acuna had that in the bag. But Cody Bellinger did put up a really nice year. Mm -hmm. Uh, How do you feel on that one? 47 home runs, 115 RBIs. Not too shabby. Yeah, I think uh, Yelich, due to, I mean, it sucks that he got hurt, but he was just rock solid this season. And um, it was, it's obviously, it was not good that he got hurt, but I just think that with his numbers, he had almost, like, he had 75 less at bats than Bellinger. Mm-hmm. And he only had three homers less. He had 30 steals and he batted 329. Like, as far as, a key component to a team, Yelich was that for the Brewers. Given, obviously, like without without Bellinger being Bellinger with the Dodgers, you could say that too, but I just think Yelich would have won it had he remained healthy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was running away with it. I mean, didn't you say he's still ranked first in fantasy baseball? Yep. Yeah, and he was out for two months. I mean, that's ridiculous. He had 489 at-bats. <laughs> yeah, we were just talking about Whit Merrifield had 681 
almost 700 at bats. That's insane. Yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the Cy Young went to Jacob DeGrom. And I was starting to think about this. Did he quietly have one of the better years of his career that we, I mean, I feel like we didn't talk about him this, him this much this past year. 2-4 ERA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's a guy, too. When we were talking about uh, starting pitcher ranks, he just goes th- – he just basically – we just throw him to the wayside. We don't even talk about him ever. Mm-hmm. And to think that we – like, I feel that we talked more about Max Scherzer, uh, Bueller, basically any other NL pitcher but DeGrom. Yeah. And he secretly just had another Cy Young season. Yeah, I mean, his career – his career ERA, 2.62 in a thousand innings, 1100 innings. Like, and I feel like, yeah, like no one ever talks about him. He was a round nine pick out of Stetson. That's a small college and little, little college in Florida. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah. And I mean, he just keeps on going. He's still only 31. I mean, he could have six years, seven years, great years left in the tank. Yep. I mean, yeah, we're going to have to start getting them up there in our rankings. 204 innings pitched to this last year. Unreal. When he's healthy, he's elite. Preseason ranked ninth. Overall ranked at end of season, ninth. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, I haven't seen that before. Let's go. All <laughs> right. Uh, rookie of the year. This is well-deserving. There should be no questions about this one. NL Rookie of the Year, Pete Alonzo, led the league in home runs as well with 53. This guy is going to be a superstar. The polar bear. Uh, Who would you rather have, Dynasty, Bellinger or Alonzo? Pete Alonzo, I believe, is actually older than Cody Bellinger, but, I mean, they're both so good and that doesn't really matter. I mean, first year in the league, 53 homers, 120 RBIs. Yeah. God, who would Bellinger or Pete Alonzo? Would you, the only, I would say Bellinger, due to his athleticism defensively, being able to play the outfield, center field, um, and he can steal bags. But yeah. 15, 15 stolen bases also isn't going to win you this, that win you the league. So. Honestly, at this point, just the way it's – I'd probably take Pete Alonzo. Yeah. If I was in the dynasty draft and those two are both up, I'd take Pete Alonzo, I think. I really would. Pete the guy's Alonso, got big power. Alonzo was born in 94. Bellinger's born in 95. Oh, so Pete is a one year yeah. younger. Yeah. Nice. All right, the manager of the year in the NL, Mike Schmidt with the Cardinals. Shield. Shield? Shield. It's spelled like Schmidt. No, it's not. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I seriously thought in all my days it was Mike Schmidt. No. Well, Mike Schild won the... uh, Mike Schild. Schild. S-H-I-L. D-T. There Sorry. is a Mike Schmidt, though. There used to be a Mike Schmidt. <laughs> yep. Third base and first base. I knew it. And guess what? He's from Dayton, Ohio. What in the world? Oh, that's why you're drinking that Dayton Kool-Aid again. Drinking that Dayton Kool-Aid. But show the Mike Schill with the Cardinals won NL Manager of the Year. I feel like that was deserving as well. The Cardinals kind of came out of nowhere. 
even with Matt Carpenter not doing crap. Yeah. No, I think uh, based on him taking over, too, when he did last season for Matheny and doing what he did and being in the impact, I think he's boisterous and motivational for that team, and uh, that's their guy. Yeah. I, I, the whole clubhouse loves him, and he obviously made Yeah. Uh, they play for him, and, I mean, they got rid of Matheny, so it's going to be Matheny down the road in Kansas City and Mike Schilt in uh, – St. Louis, that'll be interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. All right, so now let's move on to the AL. AL MVP, Mike Trout. Any surprises there? Zero surprises here. I mean, another crazy good year. I mean, the guy's going to be probably a top three all-time when it's all said and done. You agree? I guess we'll have to see what happens, but there's a lot of great players in baseball, in the history of baseball especially, and the sport is quite old. So. Yeah, so I think he'll be go down as a top three. All right, and I guess we'll have to see what happens. Yes, I'll, hold so you will. I'll hold you to it when I'm old and gray. <laughs> we'll be talking about Trout, and then we'll have, all, we'll have Acuna's kids playing in the MLB. That'll be fun to watch. Acuna's kids is kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God, I hope I don't live that long. <laughs> All right. The Cy Young winner actually surprised me. I thought there's nobody else getting it in the AL besides Garrett Cole, but Justin Verlander took it. I wonder yeah. if Garrett Cole is salty. Uh, he must be, but uh, if he had remained healthy and not missed the start, he probably would have took it home. But I think him missing two or three starts, I think it was, that was – the reasoning behind it due to um, the stats at the end of the day, wins, losses, all that. So I think that was the biggest reason why. Yeah. So, I mean, you thought Verlander was going to win? No, I think uh, Cole should have won regardless that he missed. Uh, he had 11 less innings than Verlander. Yeah. I think his ERA, I mean, I don't know what else he could have done better, but I mean, he had a better ERA, a better, his whip wasn't as good as Verlander's. But his case mm-hmm. is incredible. Yeah, I mean, he struck out, like, what, almost two people in an inning. Like, that's insane. Yeah, his 13.82K9 is the highest I've seen as a starting, for a starting pitcher. Unreal. Here's a question. I was actually thinking about this the other day. Uh, remember when Trevor Bauer had the great year? He got paid, and then he kind of fell off the wagon. Is that going to happen to Garrett Cole? Because I feel like we're starting to see a little bit of Garrett Cole – like antics, you know what I'm saying? You mean Trevor Bauer antics? No, 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 Garrett Cole antics. Like, I feel like there's a couple things that he's did, like, after the playoffs, too. He's like, talk to my agent, I'm leaving, adios. Blah. And him and Bauer, I think, are related or something, right? No, they just absolutely hate each other. Yeah, but I think, what if we see a Garrett Cole, like a Trevor Bauer, how he's kind of fall? What if we see a Garrett Cole fall the next couple of years? No, he, he's learned from Trevor Bauer and how much of an idiot he is. <laughs> yeah that's true I mean I hope so like they they have an ongoing feud uh, dating back to the UCLA days yeah and uh, I guess I don't know the whole story behind it but they were drafted the same year Garrett Cole went first overall and then Bauer landed third to the D-backs and I don't know who said what but um I don't know. They just hate each other. That's all I know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, it's going to be a curious off season where people go and 
I'm just keeping my eye, eye on Garrett Cole to see if he does anything interesting. Yeah. I just know that one of them said they'll never be nothing. And they're obviously both respectable pitchers. So. Yeah. 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 Moving on. <laughs> okay, just uh, FYI here, speaking of Mike Trout, he has a career 1,000 OPS, okay. like 1,000 even. That's pretty neat. I know. I just thought that. And 200 stolen bags even. I just thought those uh, those are two unique stats. Wow. Yeah. Uh, rookie of the year. No surprise, really, either. Your boy, your Air Jordan Alvarez. Beast. Uh, I wish he had he was in our league, but, yeah, he's rock solid. But he went uh, – he became non-existent in the postseason. Yeah. Yeah, he looked pretty bad. Yeah, I suppose he wasn't in on that uh, sign steal they had going on. He wasn't getting the bangs on the dugout. Yeah, he needed all the he needed, <laughs> <laughs> he needed all the help. <laughs> he needed the whistles. He needed the bangs. He needed the whole shebang. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, and the manager of the year in the AL, our boy, the savior, Rocco Taco Baldelli. Yeah. Can't say more about him, but uh, it was a hell of a year, and I just hope we can do it again, even though it would be quite the challenge. Yeah, I th- actually think uh, one thing that helps us, our pitching, we were down to like nobody, but Jake Odorizzi accepted the qualifying offer. So did Nelson Cruz. So we got those two guys back. So that, that helps out a lot. For sure. Yeah. All be right. To see what's next? What's that? I said I'd be curious to see what's next. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, We'll take a short break here, and we'll be right back with the rest of the show and our first base rankings. Welcome back to the show. Uh, If my voice sounds bad because on Saturday I was yelling at the TV, the our Minnesota Golden Gophers lost a close one to the Iowa Hawkeyes. I know you don't care, but some people care about those things. Oh, shoot. Yeah, that was tough. That was a long day. Yeah. The Penn State hangover is what I call it. Yeah, they're sipping, uh, they're drinking too much of the ginger ale after the Penn State game, and they had stomach aches at the beginning of the Iowa game, but they woke up. They'll be fine. Yeah, they still got one loss. They can still beat Ohio State or in uh, the uh, Big Ten Championship. Yeah, and walk right into that playoff. We'll all hope. <laughs> All right, so the first thing we got here is the free agent news that we have found that we dug deep. We're trying to find anything we can because it's quiet, even though under the radar, nobody's talking about it. Just slipped right under the door. Will Smith to the Braves. I don't know why nobody's talking about this. Yeah, the once starter for the Brewers, now locked in reliever was really lights out last year, was meant to be dealt during the deadline this past season, never happened, and now he gets a deal with the Braves. And that I think that is huge for their team. That was their weakness, was their back end of the bullpen. Yeah, I think that'll really bolster their pen and help up their efforts going into next season. Yeah, uh, Luke Jackson, I mean, he was all over the place. I've never seen a guy pitching all kinds of different innings as I've seen Luke Jackson. Yeah. But – they also have Mark Melanson, and he kind of made a little comeback this year from his glory days with the Pirates. Yeah, they've got a few things going on. I still uh, do like my boy, 
You know who that is? Ah, uh, it's not Julio Tehran. Newcomb. Da, da, da. Oh, yeah, Sean Newcomb. Yes, he is your boy. Yeah, I think that he should just be the closer, but they'll get there. They'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. Ah, uh, Hin Jung Ryu. I don't, I mean, that's probably he as close as I can get. effort to make that happen. I really didn't think. What's that? I didn't even think you were going to try to say his first name. <laughs> yeah, just like Mike Schmitz, <laughs> Mike Schilt, but whatever. Uh, Hin Jung Ryu wants big money and I don't think he is going to get it unless one team falls in his trap and I hope to God it's not the twins. Money. I think he has peaked and this season was fluky. I don't know if he's going to re- I don't know. I really don't think he'll be able to duplicate his season. Um, being 32 years old and uh, being injury prone I wouldn't invest in the guy. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't touch that if I was a. He'll probably be. He'll probably uh, be like Dallas Keuchel and go unsigned until like midway through the season, and then um, find a team that's gonna contend. Yeah, I could see that. And if I, everything, if I think worst comes to worst, he just signs like a two-year deal with the Dodgers. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I think he worst comes worst two year deal Dodgers. Uh, the next set of news, which I saw from I don't know if the source was legit, but it was out there. Cole Hamels to the Twins. I think that would be a match made in heaven. I think it would be perfect. Jose Jose Brijos could get some tips. I think that would just that'd be perfect. Yeah, but I do think, I mean, this is news that anybody's even talking about. But it's going to happen. Madison Bumgarner, Zach Wheeler in Twins uniforms. And uh, that's that's all we need to talk about when it comes to the Twins. Mm, you're starting to get on my uh, Mad Bum to the Twins wagon, I see. Well, I still think we also need some uh, Zach Wheeler. But I yeah, be- personally think if we just got those two individuals and then signed uh, maybe Batances for the pen, um, yeah. I don't know. I just wish we, yep. we just need – because realistically, if we led the league in home runs, mm-hmm. we keep the offense that we have. Sano sits in at first base. Maybe we – I don't know. I would like to spend dollars on Donaldson and use him for a year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really just want some pitching. Yeah. Garner would be the, a great ace for the staff, a veteran mm-hmm. leader. And uh, I think that would definitely help us. But that's my wish list. I sent that. I th- sent my Christmas list to the Twins uh, organization. So hopefully they receive it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, I think the biggest guy is Zach Wheeler for fantasy next year. I think if he, I personally think he's going to drive across town and land with the Yankees, and that'll destroy his fantasy value. But if he like falls with the Twins. He could be a top 20, top 25 starter next year instead of 35 to 40 with the Yankees. Yeah. I mean, we shall see. I mean, this season he was just – went healthy. Like, he had a rough uh, first couple months, obviously, but he figured it out in August, September. Mm-hmm. And I th- yeah, he did. And I think uh, he'd definitely be a nice addition. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think once one of those big guys go, they'll all start going. Uh, like we brought up earlier in the show, Odorizzi's going to stay a twin. That's big, I think. We need that back-end help. And let's move on to some trade rumors. First thing I Where? talk about Zach Wheeler, just for his split stats. Uh, 19 games started pre-All-Star. Mm-hmm. 119 innings. He gave up 16 home runs. A 4.69 ERA with a 1.28 whip. That's the first half. Second half, Mm -hmm. 12 games pitched, had some injuries, only gave up six homers, brought his ERA down to 2.83 with a whip of 1.23. I can live with that. Yeah. So, moving on. All right, yeah. For, uh, one thing I don't understand is what the, why the Cleveland Indians are even considering shopping Francisco Lindor. I know it's money. I know blah, 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 yada, yada. But he is one of the best players in the MLB. And I think if he goes, it's probably going to be a large market team. Do you agree or what do you think? Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's hard to part ways the franchise caliber player like that. Mm-hmm to be a cornerstone and have a bright future like Lindor. Um, it'd be difficult to definitely trade him. Um, but maybe they see something or they, I feel like maybe they think the light, they don't see any light at the end of the tunnel right now. So they're That's good. planning ahead and they're going to dish him now to get the value because I'd say they are peaking at this value right now. Yeah. I, and, think, uh... I think his value is currently peaked. And I think if they waited, um, even in going into the season, if they, he has any struggles whatsoever, that'll definitely hinder his value. Yeah, I think the Cleveland Indians are also sipping on that uh, White Sox juice. I think people are starting to <laughs> all this see juice that. you talk about. I don't know what's what is what. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think they see that the White Sox are starting to become something, and if they get a couple guys, they could be something. Yeah. I think there would clean. It would take them to clean house, though, because there's so many different. I think they still have. I mean, they can still contend today or going into 2020. Oh yeah, with that pitching. Yeah, I just don't know if they want to. I mean, if they're gonna sell Lindor, I would might as well sell Kluber too and everybody else. But then again, there's just they have too much going on to just give up on a guy like that. But I mean, maybe if they get assets, they're gonna get a lot for him. Oh yeah, that'll be a haul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, speaking of Corey Kluber, I think next year he's going to get underdrafted a little bit. He'll probably get drafted in probably the 20 to 25 starting pitcher range when he should be getting drafted in the probably 12 to 16. Yes, I mean, he just had a just, but he had a broken forearm, so nothing with the TJ relation. So I think uh, he basically just was a, had a year of rest. Yeah, pretty much. Got touched in uh, several starts to begin the year, but then got hurt and never returned. So I think uh, he should be geared up and ready to go. And with the additional rest that he had this whole season, he could make an impact and provide some immense value next season, like you said. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I think he still has a lot left in the tank. He still is pretty darn good. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, next one I saw, where does John Gray with the Rockies go? My prediction, Philadelphia Phillies. I think he is – I don't know. He just looks like a Philly to me. I don't know what a Philly looks like, but when I see John Gray, I picture him with the Philadelphia Phillies. Yeah, I don't know where you get that looking like a Philly type thing, but, um, yeah, 
sure, I'll run with that. <laughs> Long hair, he's flow. Like a, he's like Harper's a, got the flow. He's like a sixth starter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when he's at, well, actually, he pitch, pitches well at home and he gets shelled on the road in Colorado. That makes no sense. Yeah. I don't know where he's going to end up. Um, I would take him on the Twins, too. I don't know. I would take anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if Order Izzy doesn't accept that qualifying offer, we're sitting with Jose Brijos. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the next one, Starling Marte to the Mets. That's actually a very nice fit. Carlos Beltran's their new manager. And I think, yeah, that's like borderline a match made in heaven if it happens. Yeah, I guess. I don't see why not. I don't know. I think – the new GM of the Philly or the Pirates is going to make some moves. Still got to hire a manager, but um, I think they need to really do things and make big decisions in Pittsburgh. And I think that would be a smart decision is parting ways with him now and getting value today. Even Gregory Polanco, I don't think he's going to return. I think they, they move him. Yeah. Too. If Marte goes, Polanco goes. Yeah. Josh Bell. I don't know. I don't, I really think they need to, they need a facelift. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I remember we went to that. We had a road trip this season, off season or baseball season, and we saw Gregory Polanco, and we're like, he's huge. The guy's big. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I just thought I just thought of that because I remember we were both sitting in right field, and we're like, God dang, he is huge. Big cat. Uh, so is Josh. So is who? Josh Bell, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, Mookie Betts. There's been a couple rumors floating around there. Go, him going to the White Sox. I think he stays a Red Sox, but if he does go to the White Sox, what do you think of that? I mean, does that boost or hurt his fantasy value? Uh, depending upon if, I mean, what they get for him in return. I don't know what is going to be surrounding him if he does get dealt to the, if he would get dealt to the uh, White Sox. I don't think there'd be much of a supporting cast if he got dealt there. I mean, they still got they have Yohan Mancada, Jose Breu probably stays. I mean, they got something. Well, yeah, but I just don't know that it would take. They're gonna have to trade a lot of people. Yeah, I suppose like what's his name, Lurius Garcia or whatever. I mean, he's like their top one or two hitter. I mean, that's a Mookie Betts would be a little bit of an upgrade over him, just a little. Yeah. Just a tad. tad. All right. So we are going to do our first base top five rankings for next year. And we're going to talk about other guys that we think will be great fantasy assets uh, throughout the season. The episodes we're going to be doing this off season, we're going to talk about each position and break it down. Uh, So at number one for the best fantasy first baseman next year, who do you think it's going to be? Freddie Freeman. I like it. <laughs> you know, I love straight to the point. Straight to the point. Just Freddie Freeman. End of day. That's who it is. Yeah, I mean, he had 121 RBIs, and as long as Acuna bats ahead of him or around him, he's going to drive him in. Yeah, and I think with Albies Acuna mm. becoming more, I mean, I mean, they're super young, so. Uh, the more experience they have at the professional level and any additions that the Braves make this offseason will only strengthen the season for Freddie Freeman. Um, but 
he's MVP type caliber first baseman. Mm-hmm. So chalk it up. Number one at the one. He bag. is my first as well. I hope I can get him from Andy this offseason. Trevor Story's good, Andy. Don't forget. <laughs> that should be a debate. Everyone should tune in and chime back on that. Freddie Freeman or Trevor Story? Oh, man. I, I got the story. He's got the free man. <laughs> Who do you got at number at two? Number two for next year. All right, people, put on your big boy pants. Matt Olson. Matt Olson is my <laughs> I'm not kidding. We've talked about this earlier. Matt Olson is going to hit 45 home runs next year and drive in 120. Wow. I know you like him as well, but I know you're not going to rank him number two. I do. I do like him. I'm not going to say I don't. But, uh, and well, quite honestly, when I'm looking at all these rankings right now and the total ABs this past season – Comparing some right here, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, Freddie Freeman had 597 at bats with 38 home runs. Matt Olson had 115 less at bats and only two mm-hmm. less home runs. So, he, he, Matt Olson finished with 483 and 36 homers. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's some perspective. Oh, if, and if you want to compare, uh, Paul Goldschmidt. Ugh. Paul Goldschmidt was preseason ranked number two second baseman mm-hmm. on the season. 597 ABs, almost 600 ABs, and 34 homers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Paul Goldschmidt, all you listeners, all you fantasy baseball players, I mean, first base is shallow, but Paul Goldschmidt's hit his peak. He's not going to steal bags anymore. His peak for home run is going to be around the 35. He's not. He's going to hit around 35 every year. He's the NL Jose Abreu. He's Jose Abreu of NL. I personally don't think he's going to even. I don't. I. I don't know. I don't want overrated. Yeah. Forward. I would say. I would. Say, I mean, you're going to get. I mean, he's now. He's a bit older. Mm-hmm. 33. So that's. I mean, it comes with age. He's going to fade away, but. Uh, 260 average doesn't really excite no, me. But I guess but I guess Pete Alonso had a 260 average, but he also had 20 yeah. more homers. I mean, I know what I'm going to do next year. I'm going to let somebody draft him early. All-star break. I'm going to go after Paul Goldschmidt, and he's going to carry me to the playoffs in the second half. Happens every year. <laughs> every year. <laughs> Just go like that. Stick, stick with it. All right. Who do you got at second? Your second ring first baseman. Uh... The second first baseman that I have, I went with mm. Bellinger. Just because. <laughs> <laughs> he only won the MVP and hit 45 home runs. I mean, he's the only guy. Well, if you consider Danny Santana first baseman <laughs> uh, and Whit Merrifield as, I mean, a true first baseman, he, had, he led the. He led the position with steals, too. I mean, 15 does nothing for you in a season. But uh, 47 homers, 121 runs scored, and 115 RBIs with MVP season. I'd take that number two. Uh, yeah, I would, too. Number three. I have Cody Bellinger at number three. What do you got? I would say... <sighs> three, I'm going to go Pete okay. Alonso. yep. Dynasty, any ranks, 53 homer, like that, that 
many homers in your mm-hmm. rookie season? Sign me up. Four. Who do you got? Four. All right. I got Pete Alonzo. This is fun. <laughs> uh, and you? Is this where I talk about? Come on, bro! Like I put my pants on. I'm telling everybody out there right now, <laughs> Matt Olson will be a top. Three. I'd say Matt Olson is my number four. Matt Olson at four. Okay. I... Matt Olson's my four. Who's your number five? Or who's your number four? Sorry. I, uh, Pete Alonso. Okay, number five. Oh, that's where it gets starts to get real interesting. Uh, number five. I mean. Honestly, I don't like Josh Bell. I don't. I think. I mean, he's a good baseball player. I do like him, but fantasy wise, I think he's eh. at number five. I'm gonna with David Ross as the Cubs manager. I'm going Anthony Rizzo. Rizzo, my yep. boy. All right. And you? The moment we've been waiting for. Miguel. Yes. <laughs> Number five. I can I can live with that. Yeah, I I mean let's let's talk about ABs and mm-hmm. homers again, shall we? Uh three hundred at bats for Mr. Sano and thirty-four homers. I didn't really like his average, but it did increase as uh the season progressed. Was banged up again at the end of the season. If he remains healthy and in a in a groove like he was Mid to late season in 2019, he will have a MVP type caliber season in 2020. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm. And that's the and that's the vision. Mm. 2020. That's that is some good stuff. Hey, there's another guy that had a 247 average the past couple of seasons, and he was he's pretty good. Yeah, he wasn't bad. He wasn't he wasn't good in 2019. <laughs> yeah, he has been bad. He kind of, I mean, watching him, he's kind of like Chris Davis. He'll walk every now and then, every now and then. He has a 922 OPS, but like he has crazy power. And when, I mean, with the juice ball era, who knows how many home runs he could hit next year with 600 at bats? Yeah. I like that, though. That's a good top. Yes, five. it is for both of us. We both got a guys in there that, I mean, seriously, like Matt Olson and Miguel Sano. They could they could be top five first baseman next year. It's a it's a weaker position now. Yeah, would you would you have uh, guessed that DJ LeMahieu was the top four first baseman this season? Uh yeah. When I won, um, not the first half, but after I saw him play a couple times and saw him carry the Yankees on his back, yeah. Yeah. But I consider him a second. I still look at him as a second baseman. He's still got that eligibility too. Yeah. And I don't foresee Josh Bell being a – I mean, I liked what he did in the first <laughs> half, but he really just – he he. <laughs> Speaking of splits, let's go look at some uh, Josh Bell first and second half splits, folks. <laughs> <laughs> that's about as dramatic – that's almost like Charlie Blackman and Nolan Arenado with their home away splits in Colorado. I, I okay, got Okay, let's right – <laughs> yes. 88 games, 27 homers. 84 RBIs and a 302 average. And I know he was a number one ranked first baseman. Yep. And I was loving it. And I bragged, I was like, you need to have this guy. He might finish the year first number one at first base. Second half, 55 games. So obviously not as many games, only 10 homers, 32 RBIs. So a quarter as many and a 233 average. (laughs) 
And his OPS – oh, so his OPS in the first half was a 1.024, and his OPS in the second half was a 780. Mm, that's just a little – just a little change. A little, a little dip. Just a little. So, yeah. That's uh, the splits of Josh Bell and uh, how I'm not interested next year. But, again, he might go under the radar and uh, mm-hmm. be a gem. I don't know. You can't predict it. That's that's the 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 uh, excitement that baseball provides. Yeah. Uh, well, a couple honorable mention guys I got at first base. I don't think Carlos Santana repeats it. But Carlos Santana, he, he can fill first or third, and he's going to give you productive numbers. He walks a ton. He hits for contact. He's patient at the plate. So he's always going to put up good numbers. numbers. I was going to say, always will provide the runs scored and nice OPS. And if you can accompany that with uh, 30 plus homers and north of 90 RBIs, that's top 10 yep. every year. Uh, Jose Abreu, I, that's a guy too. We never talk about him enough. Jose Abreu, he actually, I believe, he led the MLB in RBIs with 123. Again, he's probably going to hit three or four in the White Sox lineup, and if they get somebody good, he's going to be right up in the top six. He's going to be in the six, five, six, seven range again. Uh, Max Muncy is a guy too, but he can also play around the diamond for second and third. But he he surprised me this past year. He kept it going. Yeah, he was the guy that I was targeting in drafts too with his first, second, and third base eligibility. And uh, just to have a guy like that either in the util spot or on your bench to plug in at any way, shape, or form during the season with due to injuries, I mean, yeah, you could also have him starting mm-hmm. every day too. But um, that was like, that was where I was at the draft where I could have plugged him in and had him as a util uh, bench bat. But uh, definitely a luxury to have. Yeah. A wild card is Danny Santana mm-hmm. with covering every – every position defensively besides catcher. And uh, maybe we should just have five starts at catcher just to be cool. But uh, that's a lot of 28 home runs by that. Yeah. And he used to be play for the twins. They used to be a little twin right yeah. there. Switch hitter, 81 RBIs, 81 runs scored, 28 homers, 21 steals, 280 average and 850 OPS. I'd take that, but I don't know if that's going to be. I think he'll hit 2020 20 next year, 20 home runs, 20 steals. That average, yeah. I mean, maybe if, maybe if he bats the top of the lineup and they score yeah. runs, and uh, the Rangers become relevant again, maybe he'll provide more value. Yeah, a little season. Josh Donaldson to the Rangers action that'll help Danny Santana out. And just uh, do you have any? Oh, you talked about him. I'd say, uh, I mean, Edwin and Canarcion. I feel like he deserves a little bit of mentioning. He's old. He's an old man time, but if he can do what Nelson Cruz has done. I mean, look at you got an old DH sitting there. You might end up with a Tampa Bay Rays, and they just slot him in that DH spot and hits a little 35 home runs for you. Yeah. The only guy that I will mention that uh, will be close to the top seven next year is when healthy is Joey. Oh, Chum. my goodness. We totally forgot about him. Top seven oh, next yeah. year if he remains. Because that was a guy, I mean, Texas Rangers lineup had he oh. been there this long like he, he was a monster for yeah. me this season that was that was the biggest I mean when I had him I was cloud nine. yeah I guess uh, I, I consider him an outfielder yet I guess but no I love Joey Gallo you've got me on the Joey Gallo train I think him like you got that pool of guys that I really like for next year 
and he's one of them. Matt Olson's one of them. You brought the other one up, Miguel Sano. I think all those guys there, they could have big years next year. Yeah, but you know what I realized the most about this uh, podcast is uh, we're just giving away all of our fantasy <laughs> knowledge to all of our devoted listeners that are coming from our league. Oh, God, so, and, and that startup, startup league. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's why – Going back to this, I feel like we should not do this. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot. Oh, God. Yeah, this is going to – our. <laughs> what's going to happen is in our startup dynasty, everyone's going to pick these guys right before us. And it's just, it's just going to keep yeah. going. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, I just – yeah, that's a good thought right there. Uh, you're welcome, GV Classic. <laughs> <laughs> you know who our three big guys are, and they're all first basemen. Shoot. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, I mean, you got anything else for the first base wise? No, I think, no, I think that's good. I think that Joey Gallup put the cherry on top for the position and, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure our listeners got some scratch paper. Yeah. That's our job here. Those to provide fantasy baseball news. I mean, we're still like you were in first place all last year and we did the podcast the whole season. So they don't get all the secrets. That's why we're releasing on Sunday night late. (laughs) (laughs) Late, we don't want to be releasing it on a good old Monday morning with the four ads available, ready to go. It's Sunday night. Yeah. That also, I, either way, I think, feel like we're helping. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's fun though. We love it. For sure. But yeah, I mean, uh, we've built up a, for some reason, since the season ended, we've gained double the listeners. So we know there's still baseball fans out there. Our last Thank you. Yeah, our last episode we had over 150 listens, so that is very impressive. Thank you, everybody. Uh, again, we were taught. I just mentioned the Dynam started the Dynasty Startup League, 16 team. Who knows when we'll draft? But once we get everything together, we will have a draft date. 175 dollars buy-in. First place gets over a thousand bucks. Love it. Also, looking for more writers for the website. I actually just released a preview for the Cincinnati Reds outlook for next year. So if you're interested in writing for a baseball team, let us know. And follow us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You got anything else? Nope. Just want to thank you all for listening. This is a fun thing that we do. Um definitely bored that uh, baseball is not going on right now but that's that's the off season so looking forward to the winter meetings and what uh, news progresses and comes up comes about in the upcoming weeks but uh, hang in there folks baseball is hey, coming through this cold winter these short 5 30 dark days pretty soon we'll have sunshine and some birds <laughs> <laughs> birds Tweeting in the trees, the sun coming up. All right. All right. Hey, have a good night, folks. All right. Thank you.